All right, showtime. Welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark. Mark right now. The number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. In this show, we talk about what's happening in the markets and how we're trading them. Today is Tuesday, July 18th. The Dow on a seven-day win streak. Earnings season kicks off with a bang. Retail sales slump unexpectedly. Banks rally after Bank of America earnings. PNC, told you so. We'll take a look at PNC and how PNC reacted to earnings. Plus, Ford trying to play catch up with Tesla now. And I'll, I'll cover what I did with my CSIQ trade. As you can see, there's a lot to talk about. So let's go ahead and get started. Now, if this is your first time here, my name is Mark Hodge. I'm head coach at Rockwell Trading. I'm running the show by myself today, but on most days, I'm joined by Rockwell Trading's founder, Marcus Heitkorter. Now, even though I'm alone today, I promise that you are in good hands. You can say we have a ton of trading experience here at Rockwell Trading. In fact, decades. We know our stuff and we're not afraid to tell it like it is. So if you're looking for some honest insight into the world of trading, then you are in the right place. Before we dive in and show you the positions that we are in and how we're tackling these crazy markets, let's take a look at what's moving the markets today. Let me go ahead and bring up a chart here of the S&P 500. Yesterday, we had a drift. The drift higher, the path of least resistance, as Marcus would say, making new highs for the year. The S&P up 0.4% yesterday. The Dow continuing its win streak yesterday up 0.2%. Uh, with yesterday's close, as one, two, three, four, five, six consecutive winning days in a row. Mentioned that the Dow is on a seven-day win streak. Look at the Dow go. Up 1% here today. A big move by the Dow. The NASDAQ finishing higher yesterday, leading the way up 0.9%. Today, lagging behind the other indices, down 0.2%. And let's go ahead and pop over to PowerX Optimizer, look at the heat map here, and just see where the, the gains and losses are distributed. And you see here that it's really a green day for most of the S&P 500, but tech lagging, and that's what we see uh, just looking at the NASDAQ index. So we have Microsoft down a little bit, Apple down a little bit, NVIDIA down over a percent, Google down about a percent meta basically flat amazon down almost a percent tesla down a half of a percent so the magnificent seven the big seven just by market cap you see that the biggest companies in the s p 500 down a little bit but everything else is pretty green looking pretty strong today uh, so it is a broad market rally aside from some of the largest players being down just a little bit for today's session now if we take a look at the economic calendar, we did see core retail sales and retail sales coming in lower than expected. The increase for the month was just 0.2%. Now, core retail sales, excluding autos, uh, the forecast was 0.4% of an increase. Retail sales, the increase expected was 0.5%. So this would be bad news in most scenarios. But we know that sometimes good news is bad news and bad news is good news. And I mean, this is where having weakening sales and the inflation picture looking better, it helps the overall economy because it gives the Fed an incentive to not raise rates 
beyond what's already expected, which is a quarter point hike at their July meeting. So looking at the CME FedWatch tool, we see that the Fed meeting is in eight days, two hours, 55 minutes and 32 seconds. Right now, 97.3% probability the Fed will raise rates. And we see here that this hasn't changed much right now. Traders believe that the Fed will stop raising rates after this a quarter point hike in July. And retail sales come down a little bit could make a case for the Fed saying, hey, maybe we don't need to raise any more. Right now, that's what traders believe and that's what they have believed. We see that for the January meeting, pretty much mixed here or split actually between staying the same or cutting a quarter point right now. The probability of cutting a quarter point at the January meeting is 39.2%. Probability of keeping rates the same is 39.4%. So a coin toss there. And then it's expected that the Fed will uh, be cutting rates throughout the remainder of 2024. So we'll see what happens. And uh, the next meeting going to be next week. So right now, traders are considering uh, the Fed what's going to happen next week, but it's also a week for earnings. So earnings are in the spotlight. And so far, earnings have actually got off to a great start. The S&P 500 or companies that have reported that are part of the S&P 500, actually 84% of those uh, reporting have actually exceeded profit estimates. This is according to FactSet. So Pretty good start, at least based on estimates and expectations here. And it's uh, been a, a nice beginning to earning season uh, with this week that being in the, the spotlight. Now, banks were on the move. Actually, but before we, yeah, no, let's, let's talk about Bank of America. So BAC, let's look at a few market movers here. Bank of America, look at this, up 4.3%. Now, when the pandemic, when the pandemic, when the uh, the banking crisis hit in March, I mean, this is where there was a lot of uncertainty. And as you probably know, if you've been following along with the show, both Marcus and I, we actually got into PNC before this slide. So we're both in PNC right now, a regional bank. But when this took place, I was saying, you know, if I had an opportunity to get into a bank and I was not in a bank, I want to be mindful of correlations uh, that I might have in my portfolio. I mentioned focusing on big banks like Bank of America or uh, Wells Fargo or JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs. And, and that's what I would focus on rather than trying to pick up a small regional bank, hoping that there was a positive outcome. And this is really what I expected where you might have some consolidation sideways movement, which makes it great for wheel trading. And then uh, they move back towards the levels that we had prior. That's what's taking place with Bank of America. Real nice move today. Earnings better than expected. Revenue better than expected. Just a, a strong reaction there. Uh, now, bank profits helped out by higher interest rates and uh, just just a real nice, nice move today. We could also take a look at, what is it? Uh, BK, Bank of New York Mellon. Here we see that uh, this bank up 3%. A real nice move here. Uh, Morgan Stanley. We could take a look at Morgan Stanley. MS is the ticker. Nope. 
yeah, sorry. MS is the ticker symbol. And up 6.2%. Huge, huge move from uh, Morgan Stanley. Better than expected earnings. Better than expected uh, revenue. Uh, their record revenue on uh, their adjusted earnings per share uh, was uh, in its wealth management segment, which is interesting. So Morgan Stanley, look at this. When things started to slide, uh, the news that, that we had potentially the failure of Silicon Valley Bank, that hit Thursday afternoon, I think, was when there was uh, that concern. And then Friday, uh, the confirmation. And we see that this slide started back here in March, Friday the 10th. We're right back up to where we closed the day on Thursday. So Morgan Stanley, big, big move, looking pretty good. And if we're going to talk about earnings, we're going to talk about banks. We might as well talk about PNC. So PNC Financial, a stock that both Marcus and I own shares in. Look at this. PNC up 3.2%. Real nice move here. I'm going to have to see if I could sell calls. Uh, my cost basis is 136. So PNC looking really good, although PNC started the day negative. Now, if we look at earnings, we see earnings beat. Revenue came in lower than expected, but we did have an earnings beat. And let's go back to PowerX Optimizer. Let's go back to the earnings analysis tool and discuss what we reviewed yesterday. So I mentioned that over the last 12 quarters, which is what I like to look at, and of course, anything can happen. Past performance is not indicative of future results, but I do that. I do believe that past performance gives us some insight into what could potentially take place, especially if there is a pattern or theme, right? And from what I saw, I predicted that PNC would beat on earnings based on what they've done in the past, and they did. I believe that the overnight reaction was mixed but likely to be down, and we see that on average down 2.4%. PNC opened the day about 2% lower. It was down 3% plus pre-market and uh, opened a little bit less than 2% lower. So that's what this overnight reaction is. And then on the seventh day after earnings, PNC tends to be higher uh, more often than not, up 67%. And the average gain is 4.4%. So looking at this information, earnings beat. Overnight reaction negative on the seventh day, positive. Well, hey, we're kicking into gear a little sooner than uh, just seven days from now. Right now, up 3% for the day. I'll take that. I'll take a look at calls, see if it, there's a, a possibility to sell calls as we're breaking to the upside here. But uh, loving this move in PNC. And uh, that, that's why I think that the earnings analysis tool is valuable to help you make a decision. I personally don't like to gamble going into earnings, but I'm okay holding a position in earnings if it's a longer term play or a wheel trade like I'm in. And that earnings analysis tool just gives me a little more information and confidence into what uh, might be expected from earnings. So with that said, let's take a look at another market mover here. Well, not necessarily a market mover, it's more of a reaction to Tesla, right? Tesla on the move. Actually, let's go back to Tesla. Tesla on the move 
yesterday and looking pretty good here making new highs for the year up 3.2 percent traders and investors getting excited because tesla uh, had their their first cyber truck uh completed and it looks like F uh, ford trying to play a little catch up here ford right now down 0.2 uh, percent looks like ford is trying to uh cut prices well they they did cut prices on their f-150 lightning electric truck by six to ten thousand depending on the the version there trying to get a little interest there and i mean this is a, a great thing for ev buyers maybe not so much the the companies or the stock right because investors want more profits uh higher prices definitely help uh, with greater profits, but for consumers, this could be a great thing. Putting a little pressure maybe on Tesla, uh, just in general, uh, Ford potentially having more buyers because of the lower uh, prices there for their F-150 electric truck. We'll see how this all plays out, but uh, Ford down yesterday 5.9%, probably a little carryover or concern weakness after Tesla's a tweet over the weekend and today just down a 0.4% even though they cut prices uh, yesterday. There's a dividend payment for any investors in Ford. Uh, 15 cents uh, is what you'd be entitled to if you are the owner of Ford shares on Monday, July 24th. Now, moving on, let's uh, go ahead and go back to PowerX Optimizer and let's take a look at CSIQ. Open positions for me. I'm still looking to add a couple of good wheel trades, hoping that we see some more volatility this week, a little more movement, and maybe some nice earnings plays after a negative reaction to earnings, something that I'd like to own where uh, it's a little bit overdone and, and uh, there's some uh, volatility and, and a drop in a particular stock because of an exaggerated move because of earnings. Well, CSIQ was uh, one position that I took uh, towards the, the very end of the day on Friday. I actually got filled the last minute of the trading session. And CSIQ yesterday was up, what was it, 3.1%. Well, I went ahead and I bought that put back at 80% of its max profit Actually, 76% of the max profit to be exact, but because CSIQ trades in uh, $0.05 cent increments typically and because my 80% number would have been $0.04.5 cents or, or $0.4.6, cents, rounded up, put in an order to close that at $0.05 cents and I was filled. So no longer in CSIQ. I was keeping an eye on it today, seeing if with the drop that we had early on, if we might have another shot at the 35 strike. The 36 was available uh, for most of the morning. Right now, it looks like the 37 meets our minimum criteria for the premium that we'd like to collect. I'm still holding out here. I, I think we could get the 35 strike again. We just need to wait. Uh, but out of this one, so nice one-day trade there for CSIQ. Looking to pick up some new positions. Now, PNC, one that I am in, as I've mentioned, Nice, nice day for PNC uh, today on Friday, entitled to a dividend of a buck fifty-five. So that's looking pretty good right now. Trading at one thirty, 
72. Let me go on over to the calculator here. And let's see, PNC for Friday. Let's just see what the premium looks like at the 136. Okay, so right now, 136, 25 by 40. We're using uh, the bid price because that would be the the price that you can be filled at, right? But realistically, you might be able to get 30 cents, maybe 35 cents if you're lucky. But at a quarter, this would be 17% annualized. And we see here the minimum that I'd want for 30% annualized is 45 cents for Friday's expiration. Let's go ahead and change this to next week. On Tuesday, I'm normally looking for the current week's expiration. Uh, and then on Wednesday, I'll start looking at the current week and next week's expiration. But just curious here. Okay, so the 136 for next week. We would need a buck twenty-five to get our thirty percent annualized that we're after. Right now, seventy-five by ninety-five is the spread. So maybe you get filled at eighty-five cents. Not quite at thirty percent on the one thirty-six or the one thirty-five. So need to wait for a little bit more movement to the upside. Hopefully, after getting back to these highs, we see that we had this close here back in. April 130.25. So I'd love for us to stay above that level. It clears these highs, puts us back into this, this upper range uh, right before this uh, or during this sell-off here. I think if we could close above 130, 131, the, the next move is to the upside. So I do think that 136 calls will be on the table, but at least where we're at today, not for today. Not yet, not yet, but close. So liking that for PNC, everything else looking pretty good. Uh, that really is where things stand, and I'm looking at new opportunities, uh, looking to add to the portfolio right now, uh, just looking to fill some spots. Now, for the rest of the week, it still is a busy and active uh, week for earnings. We see Goldman Sachs reporting before the bell tomorrow. We also have U.S. Bank Court uh, on, uh, to, well, tomorrow after the close. We have Tesla. We have Netflix. We have United. So a busy day tomorrow. On Thursday, we have American Airlines, Johnson & Johnson, the Blackstone Group, uh, Philip Morris, all before the market opens, Capital One after the market closes. And then on Friday, we have American Express. So still a lot of uh, companies reporting earnings this week. And we're just getting into uh, some heavy earnings. And then next week, it's all about the Fed. So that's going to do it for today's stock market update. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up. If you're new to the channel, please subscribe so you get notified when we have future videos. Hey, we love talking trading. We love trading the wheel strategy. We love helping traders. We love making money in the market. So if you do too, please join us next time. Until tomorrow, happy trading, everybody.